0: I I don't O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, July 8th. Israel is at the center stage of world events. Israel is the apple of God's eye. It is from Jerusalem the eternal capital of Israel that Yeshua will one day rule and reign for 1,000 years. If you want to understand prophetic end-time events and what the God of Israel is doing in these last days, we must keep our eye on Israel. Sign up for Israel on Target. We give you the top news stories coming from Israel each week along with scriptures to pray over Israel. Each week, we also include an Up Periscope special feature article. Each article does a deep dive on topics you won't find in the mainstream media, including big tech censorship and the inside scoop on the coronavirus shots and other hot topics. Stay informed and in the loop. To sign up for Israel on Target, up Periscope, go to dailyaudiotorah.com and sign up today. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. we continue the Torah portion Matot, and it means tribes. Numbers 34, 1 to 29. Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, "Instruct Bnei Israel and say to them, when you enter the land of Canaan, this is the land that shall fall to you as your portion." the land of Canaan with its various boundaries. Your southern sector shall extend from the wilderness of Zin alongside Edom. Your southern boundary shall start on the east from the tip of the Dead Sea. Your boundary shall then turn to pass south of the ascent of Akraban and continue to Zin, and its limit shall be south of Kadesh Barnea, reaching Hazar Adar and continuing to Asmon. From Asmon, the boundary shall turn toward the Wadi of Egypt and terminate at the sea. For the western boundary, you shall have the coast of the Great Sea. That shall serve as your western boundary. This shall be your northern boundary. Draw a line from the Great Sea to Mount Hor. From Mount Hor, draw a line to Lebohamath and let the boundary reach Zedad. The boundary shall then run to Ziphron and terminate at Hazar Enon that shall be your northern boundary for your eastern boundary you shall draw a line from hazar enan to shepham from shepham the boundary shall descend to ribla on the east side of aen from there the boundary shall continue downward and abut on the eastern slopes of the sea of Chenareth. the boundary shall then descend along the jordan and terminate at the dead sea that shall be your land as defined by its boundaries on all sides. Moses instructed the Israelites, saying, This is the land you are to receive by lots as your hereditary portion, which Hashem has commanded to be given to the nine and a half tribes. For the Reubenite tribe by its ancestral houses, the Gadite tribe by its ancestral houses, and the half-tribe of Manasseh have already received their portions. Those two-and-a-half tribes have received their portions across the Jordan, opposite Jericho, on the east, the orient side. HaShem spoke to Moses, saying, These are the names of the men through whom the land shall be apportioned for you, Eleazar the Cohen and Joshua, son of Nun. And you shall also take a chieftain from each tribe through whom the land shall be apportioned. These are the names of the men. From the tribe of Yehuda, Caleb, son of Jephunneh. From the Simeon tribe, Solomon, son of Ahimod. From the tribe of Benjamin, Elidad, son of Shishlon. From the Dan tribe, a chieftain, Bukai, son of Jogli. For the descendants of Joseph, from the Manasseh tribe, a chieftain, Chaniel, son of Ephod. From the Ephraim tribe, a chieftain, Kemuel, son of Shifton. From the Zebulun tribe, a chieftain, Elitzaphan, son of Parnach. From the Issachar tribe, a chieftain, Paltiel, son of Azan. From the Asher tribe, a chieftain, Ahihud, son of Shalomi. From the Naphtali tribe, a chieftain, Petahel, son of Amihud. It was these whom Hashem designated to allot portions to the Israelites in the land of Canaan. First Chronicles five eighteen to six eighty one. The Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half tribe of Manasseh had warriors who carried shield and sword, drew the bow, and were experienced at war, forty-four thousand seven hundred and sixty, ready for service. They made war on the Hagrites, Jeter, Nafish, and Nodab. They prevailed against them. The Hagrites and all who were with them were delivered into their hands, for they cried to HaShem in the battle, and He responded to their entreaty because they trusted in Him. They carried off their livestock, 50,000 of their camels, 2,050,000 sheep, 2,000 donkeys, and 100,000 people. For many fell slain because it was HaShem's battle, and they dwelt in their place until the exile. The members of the half-tribe of Manasseh dwelt in the land. They were very numerous, from Bashan to baal Hermon, Senor, and Mount Sherman. These were the chiefs of their clans, Epher, Ishi, Eliel, Azrael, Jeremiah, Hodaviah, and Jadil, men of substance, famous men, chiefs of their clans. But they trespassed against the god of their fathers by going astray after the gods of the peoples of the land, whom HaShem had destroyed before them. So the God of Israel roused the spirit of King Pul of Assyria, the spirit of King Telagath-Pelneser of Assyria, and he carried them away, namely the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, and brought them to Hala, Habor, Hara, and the river Gozon to this day, the sons of Levi, Gershon, and Kehat, and Merari. The sons of Kehat, Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. The children of Amram, Aaron, Moses, and Miriam. The sons of Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Itamar. Eleazar begot Pinchas, and Pinchas begot Abishua. Abishua begot Bukai, Bukai begot Uzai. Uzai begot Zer- Zerahiah, and Zerahiah begot Marioth. Marioth begot Amariah. Amariah begot Ahitub. Ahitub begot Zadok. Zadok begot Ahimaaz. Ahimaaz begot Azariah. Azariah begot Yochanan. Yochanan begot Azariah. It was he who served as Kohen in the house that Solomon built in Jerusalem. Azariah begot Amariah, Amariah begot Ahituv, Ahituv begot Zadok, Zadok begot Shalom, Shalom begot Chilyahu, Chilyahu begot Azariah, Azariah begot Sariah, Sariah begot Yehoshadok, and Yehoshadok went into exile when Hashem exiled Yehuda and Jerusalem by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. The sons of Levi, Gershom, Kehat, and Merari. And these are the names of the sons of Gershom, Libni, and Shimei. The sons of Kehat, Amram, Izhar, Chevron, and Uziel. The sons of Merari, Mali, and Mushi. These were the families of the Leviim, according to their clans. Of Gershom, his son, Libni, his son, Jahath, his son, Zimah, his son, Joah, his son, Edo, his son Zerach, his son Jethari, the sons of Kehat, his son Aminadab, his son Korah, his son Acer, his son Elkanah, his son Ebiasaph, his son Acer, his son Tehath, his son Uriel, his son Uziahu, and his son Shaul, the sons of Elkanah, Amasai, Ahima, his son Elkanah, his son Zophai, his son Nahab, his son Eliab, his son Jeroham, his son Elkanah, the sons of S- Solomon, his firstborn Vashni and Aviah, the sons of Merari, Mali, his son Libni, his son Shimei, his son Uzzah, his son Shemia, his son Hag- Hagia, and his son Asiah. These were appointed by David to be in charge of song in the house of Hashem from the time the ark came to rest. They served at the mishkan of the tent of meeting with song until Solomon built the house of Hashem in Jerusalem, and they carried out their duties as prescribed for them. Those were the appointed men, and their sons were the Kohathites: Haman the singer, the son of Joel, son of Solomon. Son of Elkanah, son of Jeraham, son of Eliel, son of Toa, son of Zuth, son of Elkanah, son of Mahath, son of Amasai, son of Elkanah, son of Joel, son of Azariah, son of Zavania, son of Tehath, son of Aser, son of ebi son of Korah, son of Ishar, son of Kehat, son of Levi, son of Israel, and his kinsman Asaph, who stood on his right, namely, Asaph, son of Berechah, son of Shemiah, son of Michael, son of Basiah, son of Malchiah, son of Ethni, son of Zerach, son of Adiah, son of Ethan, son of Zima, son of Shimei, son of Jahath, son of Gershom, son of Levi. On the left were their kinsmen, the sons of Merari, Ethan, son of Kishi, son of Abdi, son of Maluk son of Hashabiah, son of Amatya, son of Chiliahu, son of Amzi, son of Bani, son of Shemer, son of Mali, son of Mushi, son of Merari, son of Levi. And their kinsmen, the Leviim, were appointed for all the service of the Mishkan, of the house of Hashem. But Aaron and his sons made offerings upon the Mitzbaiah of burnt offering, and upon the mitzbaya altar of incense, performing all the tasks of the Most Holy Place to make atonement for Israel according to all that Moses, the servant of Hashem, had commanded. These are the sons of Aaron, his son Eleazar, his son Pinchas, his son Abishua, his son Buki, his son Uzai, his son Zariah, his son Merioth, his son Amariah, his son Ahitub, his son Zadok, his son Ahimaz, these are their dwelling-places according to their settlements within their borders, to the sons of Aaron of the family, families of Koathites, for theirs was the first lot. They gave them Hebron in the land of Yehudah and its surrounding pasture-lands. But the fields of the city and its villages they gave to Caleb son of Jephunneh. To the sons of Aaron they gave the cities of refuge, Hebron and Libna with its pasture-lands, Jeter, and Eshtamoah with its pasture lands, Helen with its pasture lands, Deber with its pasture lands, Ashan with its pasture lands, and Beit Shemesh with its pasture lands. From the tribe of Benjamin, Geba with its pasture lands, Elimath with its pasture lands, and Anatot with its pasture lands. All their cities throughout their families were thirteen. To the remaining Kohathites were given by lot out to the family of the tribe, out of the half-tribe, the half of Manasseh, ten cities. To the Gershomites according to their families, were allotted thirteen cities out of the tribes of Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, and Manasseh in Bashan. To the Merorites, according to their families, were allotted twelve cities out of the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun. So the people of Israel gave the Leviim the cities with their pasture lands. They gave them by lot, out of the tribe of the Judahites, these cities that are mentioned by name, and out of the tribe of Simeon, and out of the tribe of the Benjamites. And some of the families of the sons of Kehat had cities of their territory out of the tribe of Ephraim. They gave them the cities of refuge, Shechem with its pasture lands and the hill country of Ephraim, Gezer with its pasture lands, Jokmim with its pasture lands, Beth Horon with its pasture lands, Ijelon with its pasture lands, Gath Rimmon with its pasture lands, and out of the half tribe of Manasseh, Aner with its pasture lands, and Bilium, with its pasture lands, for the rest of the families of the Kohathites, to the Gershomites out of the half tribe of Manasseh, Golan in Bashan with its pasture lands, and Ashtaroth with its pasture lands, and out of the tribe of Issachar, Kedesh with its pasture lands, Dobroth with its pasture lands, Ramoth with its pasture lands, and Enam with its pasture lands. Out of the tribe of Asher, Machal with its pasture lands, Avdon with its pasture lands, Hucock with its pasture lands, and Rehab with its pasture lands, and out of the tribe of Naphtali, Kadesh in Galilee with its pasture lands, Haman with its pasture lands, and Kiriathim with its pasture lands. To the rest of the Merorites, out of the tribe of Zebulun, Ramono with its pasture lands, Tavor with its pasture lands, and beyond the Jordan at Jericho, on the east side of the Jordan, out of the tribe of Reuben. Bezer in the wilderness with its pasture lands, Jahaz with its pasture lands, Kedimoth with its pasture lands, and Mephath with its pasture lands, and out of the tribe of Gad, Ramoth in Gilead with its pasture lands, Mahanaim with its pasture lands, Heshbon with its pasture lands, and Jazer with its pasture lands. Acts 26 1 to 32 Then Agrippa said to Paul you are permitted to speak for yourself then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself i think myself happy king agrippa because i shall answer for myself this day before you before you touching all the things whereof i am accused of the jews especially because I know you to be expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews. Wherefore, I beseech you to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among mine own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews, which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify that after the most straight sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God to our fathers, unto which promise are twelve tribes, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come. For which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews? Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Yeshua of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem. And many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. And I punished them often in every synagogue, and compelled them to blaspheme, and being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even to strange cities. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, O King, I saw in the way a light from heaven, above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul. Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Yeshua, whom you persecute. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of these things which you have seen, and of those things in which I will appear to you delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send you, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coasts of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance for these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me having therefore obtained help of God I continued to this day witnessing both the small and great saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come that christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light to the people and to the gentiles and as he spoke for himself festus said with a loud voice paul you are beside yourself much learning does make you mad but he said i am not mad most noble festus but speak forth the words of truth and soberness, for the king knows of these things before whom also I speak freely, for I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him, for this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. Then Agrippa said to Paul, Almost you persuade me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God, that not only you, but also all that hear me this day, were both almost, and altogether such as I am, except these bonds. And when he had thus spoken, the king rose up, and the governor, and Bernice, and they that sat with them. And when they were gone aside, they talked between themselves, saying, This man does nothing worthy of death or of bonds. Then said Agrippa to Festus, This man might have been set at liberty if he had not appealed to Caesar. Psalm 6, 1-10 to O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, neither chasten me in your hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul is also sore vexed, but you, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, deliver my soul. O save me for your mercy's sake. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In the grave who shall give you thanks? I am weary with my groaning. All the night do I make my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. My eye is consumed because of grief. It waxes old because of all my enemies. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. For the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Let all my enemies be ashamed and sore vexed. Let them return and be ashamed suddenly. Proverbs eighteen, twenty, and 21 A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I'd like to speak to you today from 1 Chronicles 6. Five, and then we're going to jump into Acts 26. And in this chapter, the two chapters we read today in Chronicles 5 and 6, it was, um, again, a lot of detailed information about the key actors who were part of the life of Israel in the settling of the land. But there's two particular verses that I want to zoom in on that have to do with the exile. In First Chronicles chapter 5, verse 26, So the God of Israel roused the spirit of King Pul of Assyria, the spirit of King Telagath Pelneser of Assyria, and he carried them away, namely the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, and brought them to Hala, Hebor, Hara, and the river Gozon. To this day. So that's talking about the exile of the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north. Now remember in first Kings chapter 12, this describes the kingdom split. We have King Rehoboam of the southern kingdom, Judah, and King Jeroboam of the northern kingdom, the house of Israel. And ever since the kingdom was split, it has never been reunited. We have the ten tribes of the north, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel, and the two tribes of the south, the house of Judah, the Jewish part of the nation of Israel. So this verse that I just read, verse 26, is describing the exile of the northern kingdom that and they went to Assyria and they were absorbed. They were assimilated and those people never ever returned to the land of Israel. And that's still true to this very day. Now let's jump down in first chronicles chapter or not. Yeah, first chronicles chapter five, verse forty-one. And Jehosadak went into exile when Hashem exiled Yehuda and Jerusalem by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. This is basically describing the southern kingdom exile. The southern kingdom went into exile to Babylon, as it says, by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. So the two kingdoms went into exile. The Jews were in exile for 70 years in Babylon, and then 70 years later, a remnant returned. But no one from the northern kingdom has ever returned. Only a remnant from the southern kingdom. And now we have the modern nation of Israel today. So, now I'm going to tie this to the reading from the New Testament in the book of Acts. And Paul is before Agrippa, and he is explaining to Agrippa why he's been accused. What has he done? What is the accusation brought against him? So, he's speaking to King Agrippa, and let's start in verse. 6, and then 7. And now, this is Paul speaking to Agrippa, And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God to our fathers, unto which promise are twelve tribes, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come. For which hope sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews. Now, let's just really unpack this. What is the hope of the promise made of God to our fathers? What is that? Well, the cross-reference verse that goes with that is Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear. This is Moses speaking. And basically, Moses is a prophet, and he's saying to the people that God is going to raise up a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren, and him you shall hear. This is a Ramez hint pointing us to Yeshua, and Yeshua is the spirit of prophecy. Now, continuing on, another cross-reference, Genesis chapter 49, verse 10. So this is referring to, that verse from Acts is referring to the promise of a king over all of Israel. And he will be a prophet and he will be a king. Now, how do we know he's going to be a king? Genesis chapter 49, verse 10. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. So again, this is another Ramez hint pointing us to Yeshua, the Messiah, that not only is he going to be... um, a prophet, he's also going to be a king, a king, and he will lead all the nation of Israel. Now, I want to um, look back at Acts chapter 26, verse 7, unto which promise are twelve tribes, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come. Well, Paul here is speaking about the twelve tribes, but the kingdom has been split. The kingdom is divided and so he's talking about all 12 tribes that would be a reference to the reuniting of northern kingdom and southern kingdom of all 12 tribes coming back together so a cross reference to this is james chapter 1 verse 1 and so james when he writes his letter he he is speaking to a particular audience who is he speaking to James, chapter 1, verse 1, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. The twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Okay, now let's take a look at Acts. The common understanding in the early church in the time of Yeshua, and in the years immediately after his resurrection, was that God was going to one day restore the whole house of Israel, the kingdom of David and his descendants, that the kingship would never depart from David. David was of the tribe of Judah. Yeshua was of the tribe of Judah. That was the understanding. The kingdom had fallen. The kingdom was divided. The people had gone into exile, the northern kingdom to Assyria, the southern kingdom to Babylon. But they all had a common understanding that God was going to keep his promise and restore the kingdom of the whole house of Israel, all 12 tribes with one king. So let's see how that shows up in Acts chapter 1. Verse 6. And uh, to kind of give you some context for that, Yeshua is speaking to the disciples in his resurrection after he comes back and he's resurrected, and he's talking to them and he's giving them instructions. And so we'll start in verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he, that is Yeshua, commanded them, the disciples, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait. For the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 6. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? What were they asking? What they were asking was, are you going to restore the whole house of Israel, all 12 tribes? Are you going to give us this kingdom back that we once had during the time of King David? And a little bit during the time of Solomon. But then with Solomon's son, Rehoboam, the whole thing fell apart and the kingdom split into two. Are you going to restore the kingdom now? And so another reference, cross-reference to that, is Amos chapter 9. Verse 11, Amos chapter 9, verse 11, On that day, what day? On the day of the Lord. I will raise up the tabernacle, or the tent, of David, which has fallen down, and repair its damages. I will raise up its ruins and rebuild it as in the days of old as in the days when King David was the king over all of Israel, all 12 tribes. So the tent has fallen. When did it fall? First Kings chapter 12, when Rehoboam and Jeroboam led the nation in a kingdom split, when the nation was divided into two. And then after that, both northern and southern kingdom were taken off into exile. And so God is promising he's going to repair the damages, raise up the ruins, and the tent of David will be rebuilt as it was in the days of old. So this kind of really unpacks those two verses from Acts chapter 26, verses 6 and 7. Paul knew that one of the missions of Yeshua was to reunite all 12 tribes to make them one flock once again. Now, he has not completed that mission yet. And in fact, in Acts chapter 1, when the uh, disciples are questioning Yeshua about this, and Yeshua is giving them instructions, he's saying, you shall receive power, Acts 1 verse 8, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so the promise of the Holy Spirit coming that would give them power, that power is to be used for them to be sent as evangelists, to share the gospel, to share the good news, to share the message of salvation. But also that power of the Holy Spirit is to be used for them to share the message that the kingdom of David is going to be restored and that God is going to reunite northern and southern kingdom. And that all 12 tribes will once again be one. And that the whole house of Israel will be restored. The tent of David will be restored and repaired. That's part. That's an integral part of the message that Yeshua was wanting them to share as they go to all the nations to share the gospel. Okay, the last thing I want to touch upon today is from Proverbs 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That is a very powerful verse with much truth embedded within it. Our words have tremendous power. With our words, we can bless, and with our words, we can curse. When you think about it, when God created the heavens and the earth, he spoke, let there be light, and then there was light. He spoke, let the dry land appear, and then the dry land appeared. His word is powerful. Our words are powerful. If there's an argument, as an example, between a husband and a wife, and one of them threatens to the other, I'm going to divorce you, and that word is released out into the atmosphere. You know know what? That gives a permission slip to the enemy for a spirit of divorce to come into the household and into the heart of of those two people. A spirit is released. Um, So we need to really watch our words. And it, it also says in the scriptures, the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what do we have in our heart? If we have darkness, if we have sin, if we have unconfessed sin and darkness, That's what's going to come out through the mouth. And so we need to get our hearts cleaned. We need to get our hearts broken and humbled and repent and get rid of the darkness in the heart so that we can have clean words, a clean heart and clean words. May our tongues and our words and our mouth speak blessings and not curses. May we affirm, encourage, uplift, and build up others and not tear them down, criticize them, or judge them. Father, I am asking that you will put a bitten bridle upon our mouths and that whenever we are tempted to say anything unkind, unloving, accusatory, criticizing or judging, may you pull on the reins and may those words not escape from our mouths. O Abba, help us to have that self-control over our mouth and our tongue so that only good things come forth out of our mouth. May we have words that bring forth life. Life to others. Encouragement and hope to others. In Yeshua's name, amen. Ye Adonai adonai vishmarekha yea adonai pana vilaka. V'kunneka Yisa Adonai Na'af ileka V'yaseh leka Leka Shahun